0: Good afternoon. I'm Al Cresta. We're going to take on a topic that uh, can, can be disturbing uh, to many people, but it's a topic that really cannot be ignored, and that's the question of homosexuality in the Catholic priesthood. Uh, I have heard wildly disparate numbers, uh, 5% to 50%, uh, and I've always wondered where would you look to actually get reliable uh, data on this. Uh, you know, everybody has their stories, uh, and I suppose everybody has their favorite studies as well. well with me right now, Dr. Mark Regnerus. Mark's been with us a few times before, uh, talking about uh, marriage, uh, family, uh, modernity, uh, our uh, culture in America. He's the author of more than 40 articles and book chapters and four uh, books himself. Um, He is a professor of sociology. He's at the University of Texas at Austin, where he primarily works on sexual relationship behavior, marriage, family, and religion. He's also a senior fellow at the Austin Institute for the Study of Family and Culture, and is a contributing editor uh, of The Public Discourse. Mark, it's great to have you back here. Thanks for coming. Thanks, Al. Always
1: good to talk to you.
0: Well, let's, let's begin with this question of homosexuality in the Catholic priesthood where does one go to get reliable numbers
1: yeah that's a that's a fabulous question and you would think that uh, uh over time uh asking priests they, they won't want to talk about it right um and so uh andy greeley sociologist like me he's passed away now uh, used to wonder the same thing way back you know right. in, in the days when he worked at the national opinion research center in chicago right so, um well, you know you have no choice really except to do a survey the The thing is though, if you can guarantee them anonymity or confidentiality um, i you know i think I think we're going to get as close as we we can to that mm-hmm. right and so uh, at least what we did in this is uh uh promised them that, but also sort of. Said, "Hey, we're testing something that has been tested back in 2002 with the LA Times survey of priests, which some of those priests uh, would have been familiar with because it's, the, it's one of the last times that we have kind of mapped this. Okay. Um, so it's also helpful when you you know you, you don't signal this or telegraph it that you're going to ask about this, but then." When they get into the study, uh, into the survey, and they see the question on self-reported sexual orientation, um, and there's different options for answering, uh, I I just think that's our best chance at getting uh, good information. Mm -hmm. So that's what we did. Um, I've wrestled uh, 10 ways to Tuesday about like whether this, you know, what do we have here? Is there any bias in this, et cetera? At some level, uh, you just don't know. It's our best guess.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so uh this was a was this a study then that you designed
1: Um It was a study I consulted on, but it was a very straightforward uh survey uh replicating the same questions posed back in two thousand two because that was that was the real advantage here, is like you can compare nineteen yeah. years later. What's the situation and kind of map it out in terms of what you might predict out to 2040, 2050 even.
0: Okay. So this, uh, you're able to create a data set that can help you analyze, Correct. you know, what has and what hasn't changed over the last 20 yeah, years. Yeah. exactly. Yeah, very yep, good. Yep. Um, okay, so I guess the question would be, what uh, is the percentage of uh, Catholic priests who self-identify as homosexual?
1: Yeah, so we first need to answer like, so what do you mean by homosexual? Yes, fair enough. Uh, It's true. There's Go ahead. The question we pose is, you know, do you consider yourself like 100% heterosexual? Uh, But the way it was also asked is, uh, you know, I'm somewhere in between, but more on the heterosexual side. You find it all complete in the middle, somewhere in between, but more on the homosexual side or entirely homosexual, right? So when we, we can group those together in different ways, but one of the the punchlines of of the story is uh, when you kind of group them together, uh, you, know, you it it ranges in the sort of uh, like twelve to fifteen percent total mm-hmm. um, when you group these some of these things together uh, against sort of the completely heterosexual orientation. At the same time, one of the things that we wanted to do in this this piece was to sort of break the numbers out by the year of ordination. Oh, okay. And when we do that, you get quite striking uh, numbers. Namely, that uh, the closer to the present time you get, the more you, you priests are self-identifying as entirely heterosexual.
0: Really? So the closer you get, the date of ordination gets to today?
1: And the, the youngest priests we have in this data set... Uh, Almost ninety percent of them self-identify as strictly heterosexual. Whereas we go back to the the oldest ones who answered this, ordained prior to nineteen eighty-one, that gets down to uh, in terms of strictly heterosexual, you know, just under sixty percent, right? So I'd, I wouldn't leap though to sort of saying well, sixty percent means forty percent of them are uh, homosexual. We don't have we don't see that either. If you go again to the other side of the spectrum, you see about. 12, 13% of that oldest cohort self-identifies as as, as completely homosexual, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But today, the youngest priests, two, 2%, wow. right? Well, wow. We map it, predict it out to 2040, 2041, and that doesn't get any bigger and gets even smaller, such <laughs> that, uh, uh, you know, we're down to one, one and a half percent uh, Of priests ordained, yeah, of 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 all priests in 2041 and 2051, self-identifying as homosexual. So you can look at this as sort of like, well, I'm kind of confused about what what does this mean, right? Uh, Frankly, it it means that uh, the the rules and regulations around scrutinizing seminarians, starting roughly in year 2000 2002, seems to be working. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, uh, the likelihood that you, like what Pope Benedict, Emeritus, uh, Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI talked about, sort of a, a more, um, uh, how did had well, the words he used was sort of like a, a deep seated um, sense of sexual orientation mm-hmm. as homosexual. Uh, I, I think you start to see very little of that, and yeah. uh, Seminarians today, today. Yeah. seminarians of the last decade, decade and a half, mm-hmm. and uh, um, going out into the future. Now, yeah. that doesn't mean, you know, that uh, there won't be seminarians who sort of uh, uh, have flirted with, um, how do I, I put it, uh, sort of sh- short-term uh, Sexual orientation, or not so much orientation, but like have have wrestled with same-sex uh, attractions right. at some point, right? Right. That Benedict talked about that as being like that's a distinctive thing, right? Not the same thing as sort of a deep-seated, right, right. Uh, orientation. So, uh, go ahead. I spoke.
0: I spoke with uh, a priest who once told me, uh, in you know, I had no reason to to, to question him but he mentioned he uh has always thought of himself as you know somewhat asexual okay he said he never had much mm-hmm. desire right um he had uh, at least one homosexual encounter as a teenager um and uh he doesn't i mean, I, I this was new to me uh but he said yeah, yeah, he yeah. he had a hard time uh you know, identifying one way or the other. Uh, and I, right. and I'm, I said to myself, well, I I don't understand that, but you must come across, do mm-hmm. you come across that kind of thing?
1: Yeah. Uh, in fact, so these other categories, if we're, if we're talking about a one to five scale, which is what the, the, the survey poses from like completely heterosexual, to mm-hmm. completely homosexual, you got these three other categories in the middle. Yeah. Uh, lean one direction lean the other direction or straight in the middle um, it sounds like you're the the person you're speaking with would classify himself somewhere in in that grouping yeah right
0: yeah I think so um
1: it, it, the meaning of those things and we didn't plumb that uh, is hard to discern hard to know right yeah. so it you know the, the the thing that you describe is not that uncommon. Mm-hmm. And uh and frankly like in the today's uh scrutiny I think would be chalked up to, you know, an adolescent phenomenon. Yeah. And yeah. would not of course uh play a role in whether they are allowed to continue in seminary or be ordained right. or anything like that. Right. And that, you know, that kind of uh Benedict logic makes uh, sense to me. Sure. Sure. Uh, Especially since, you know, a lot of this stuff is, uh, happens well before they even consider the priesthood, right? Yeah. Well, in this so case— if we'll... we look at those groups, you know, those uh, you know, constitute a, a higher share of, of uh, than the kind of sort of completely uh, heter- i am sorry, homosexual, mm-hmm. right? So those groups are more like three to four percent apiece. Um, mm-hmm. okay. So completely in the middle is a very small group of about 1% to 2%. Okay. Okay. So uh, the thing is, you know, one of the kind of key punchlines of this study is that whereas in the past um, you would have seen uh, sort of homosexuality or even sort of the middling bisexuality at rates higher than the public in the priesthood, Mm-hmm. We have entered a phase where it has mer- emerged as lower than the public. Yeah. In the, the 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 newest priestly cohorts, and that will be squarely, predictably stable for the next thirty years. Yeah. Right. Interesting. Partly because the public has kind of uh, lurched forward into sort of more of this self-identification themselves. Right. But the priesthood has gone in the other direction,
0: yeah, yeah, very interesting do uh, uh, I guess the 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 question I would have is uh, do do i mean, this probably went beyond your your survey, but in the case of the priest I was talking to, he actually thought that his lack of interest in you know explicit sexual expression was actually a reason for him maybe to consider the priesthood which I thought interesting. was interesting and wondered yeah. Yeah. Uh, th- your study doesn't go to that issue of calling, it doesn't. does
1: it? It, it doesn't. I uh, I can I can see your point and I think that's uh, that's uh fine. I, my sense of the, sort of the, the discernment process that uh, occurs both in both directions the seminarian towards the, the the priesthood and and the the rectors and things like that uh, towards the seminarian um I don't know that they would consider that necessarily positive or negative. Right, um, right. Uh, I think what they, they they expect is like, you know, these are men. Um, do we want them to, you know, exhibit some sort of unique uh, asexuality? Yeah. Not necessarily.
0: Right, right.
1: Can it be functional? Yes. Um, but I, I don't know that that's, Part of the, uh, the the scrutiny today,
0: right? No, I I understand, I, uh, and I thought that was just it was interesting to me that that actually yeah, played yeah. into his I agree. life. What's I the can general see
1: it functionally?
0: What's the what's the percentage for the general population right now? What's the number that's being used? Percentage of ho- general yeah, population homosexuals? Because
1: one of the, the what big is it? surge is uh, not in homosexuality. But in bisexuality and these kind of uh, middling self identities. Hey, I'm not heterosexual, yeah. but, or I'm not exclusively that, okay. but I lean in that direction, right? Okay. So among women, that category, you know, kind of just to the side of completely heterosexual, is uh, growing in number into the probably into the teens in okay. terms of uh, percentages. Okay. Whereas, uh, so strictly um, homosexual is going to be notably smaller, two to four percent of the adult population
0: still. Okay, all right, Mark, we're out of time today. I hope I can call you again. There's more here I wanted to talk about. I should have made more time for it. Uh, let's talk again, okay?
1: All right, thanks, Al.